0: This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hi, everybody. Today I want to talk about evolution and the different ways that we can think about evolution, how I mean evolution, and the importance of what fostering presence or stillness, uh, why I consider that to be a very important next evolution for man. The way we could talk about evolution is anything from, you know, being homo erectus to homo sapien and that type of hominid uh, evolution. Another type would be like an agrarian society to an industrial society to an information age society that would be more of like not a human evolution but a societal evolution the way we uh, get along. The definition of evolution that I want to use and I'll just read it is a gradual process in which something changes into a different and usually more complex or better form. So the word evolution really means uh, change over time into something different and usually better you could uh devolve i guess and go backwards and get worse at things that's certainly uh possible but what we're talking about is evolving into a, a bigger better thing so what is the type of evolution that i'm talking about making a habit of coming back to our breath is only the beginning of the deep shift in consciousness that i'm talking about humans have the capacity to turn the light inside on themselves and watch what our attachments are what our beliefs are what our motivations are and to date we have been exceptionally fortunate in our technological advancements and we've been able to lengthen life through medicine and science uh... we've been able to get to the moon and do all kinds of wonderful technological advancements the quality of life is much higher today than it's ever been historically. But that quality doesn't have the necessary amazing quality that fostering stillness can bring. It doesn't have necessarily happiness or joy or peace with it. It has a lot of frustration. And part of that reason is because we get attached to things. And so I want to say that the technological advancements that we've come up with are all external evolutions. They're all us learning to deal with our world in a way where we've manipulated into conveniences and uh, differences, and that's fantastic, and that shouldn't end, and it won't end. That's, we're, we're really good at doing that. But what we're not good at doing is watching our own minds. We don't really know what's going on. We don't know that we're deeply addicted to food and substances and all that as a culture and as a people. Uh, We don't know that we're deeply addicted to beliefs about our nations that uh, make us go to war and fight. And we haven't yet, on a massive scale, uh, shown the light on what's really going on, the inner workings of our own mind. And so the fact that we can do that and the fact that we uh, should do that just has a massive implication for how we could change the world. And I think it's really important that we start to think about that what would the implications be if we learn to watch our own mind and learn to foster presence and foster stillness there are many evolutions that could come from fostering presence and what's really interesting is that any one of them would be a huge thing all by itself but i'll just mention a few there are many more than what i'll mention but one of the big ones is that we could learn to live much less violently as we start to learn what our attachments are and what actually provokes us to violent behavior as a species, whether that be war or just mugging somebody or whatever, it all is born out of an attached mind, an attached mind to a belief or an idea. And that quality can be really just remedied completely if we learn to be aware of our own minds and what's going on in our heads. Another thing is that physical health will increase dramatically as we foster presence and stillness in our lives and the reason for that i think i think it's sound reasoning to say that we'll get much less of our pleasure out of negative things like drugs and alcohol and other addictive sort of substances because we'll be able to deal with our addictions much more readily we won't have to eat food in the same way and we'll be conscious about uh... potentially what we're putting in our bodies and i don't mean we're all going to become vegan or do anything uh... crazy like that i just mean uh... not that being a vegan is crazy at all but i'm saying that it doesn't necessarily have to go that far what we'll do is we just won't be as attached to needing to find our joy in drinking and smoking and doing things that are very detrimental to our health so I think very naturally if we foster presence and stillness our health uh, just goes way up in in general corporations have the potential to start acting in a sustainable way instead of a you know in a lot of cases a very negative and non-sustainable way we can Decide to do less pollution. We can do things a little bit more honestly and fairly to both individuals and other corporations, and they could come from a place of cooperation instead of competition. Uh, and the last one I'm going to mention is really about nations. Um, it may not be the last one I'm going to mention, but nations could end up coming from a world view instead of a nationalistic or bordered view, and that really is coming from a place of oneness or uh, you know the whole world concept instead of an us versus them uh, kind of mindset so stillness also fosters that kind of understanding and uh, honestly this time the last one I'll mention is that people will base their lives more on value and meaning rather than self-gratification so as we learn about the ego and what attachments are we can actually sort of grow past the uh, real desire to just fulfill self and we can find that By giving, we get a lot of joy, and by uh, fostering meaning and value, we end up getting a lot of joy. So, there's a lot of ways that this fostering stillness and presence can help evolve the planet and evolve uh, humans on the planet. So to wrap up, making a habit of coming back to our breath is really only the beginning of the deep shift that I'm referring to. The evolution would need to be a significant shift in the capacity of the average human uh, to express and hold the state of stillness that I'm talking about and that we're fostering. And I think that anybody who's gone through uh, this kind of change and understands the value of learning their own mind and learning what they're attached to and what we chase and what time is and what self is, all these sort of components that I've been talking about in my different talks, as we learn that we'll see that not only can that evolve us individually but it can involve society as well, and it truly is an evolution, and it, and it leads toward you know not to be overly dramatic, but literally a different species of people that would be walking around in, in a different way of acting, and something that's not as attached to any which way the wind blows, but has a deep freedom and a deep joy uh, that comes with it very naturally. So. Uh, stillness is much more significant than just a way to deal with our individual problems, although it's a great thing to do for that as well. But it can have an amazing impact both on you as an individual and society in general. So that is my talk for today. I really appreciate you listening and thank you so much for your time. Please be kind to yourself and everybody else. Bye bye. Well,